You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Donrekla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm very excited today. I'm, I think I'm always excited. Uh, but today I have with me again my beautiful, talented, amazing daughter, Neva Lee Reckla. Say hello. Hi, everyone. Hey, there she is. Uh, we're talking today. We were just having a great conversation, so we decided, you know, when you have podcasts, you should jump on and record podcasts. So this is my disrupt reality series don 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 and today she and I are going to talk about resist the pedestal so what do we mean by that um for me it basically means like kind of when everyone has this image of you um kind of showing them a different point of view that no this is me instead of just this you you have of me um and also to me it kind of means like think outside of the box and um, don't let stereotypes or the status quo like stop you. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. The you know, and, and some of that's coming up because people are starting to interact with you differently, right? Like you're starting to get feedback from people before you've ever met them that says, "Oh my gosh, like you're Neva, and I, you know, I've seen you on this." And 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 so what what is that like for you? Um, it's kind of interesting because seeing people like perceive of me as this one thing versus like me knowing so that's a part of me but that's not me being fully Neva and so it's kind of weird being able to like think that that's not me but no it kind of is me so like what's what's a what's a popular thing like what do people what Um, do you think people think about who you are or how do they think they know you um most of the time, people know me because I do business, and so they'll think of me as, like, I'm a strong, independent businesswoman. But <laughs> Aren't you? I, a part of me. <laughs> um, but then I think, well, another part of me is that weirdo, young, nine-year-old Neva, right. you know? And so... But I don't think it's just that. I mean, there's other things there's that people think they know about things. you, right? Yeah. So, especially from kids. Like, I think that's... So, you've... you've Receive that kind of feedback from adults for a while now, but what's it like to have kids like find you and? Um, it's kind of, it's again interesting, but it's almost even harder because I want to make more friends with kids, but a lot of my friends are adults, so I want to have a kid friend, but then they perceive of me as, let's just say, the strong, independent businesswoman, but then I know that. That's not always me. And so when they perceive of me as that, it's almost kind of hard. Like, oh, this could be a possible new friend. I don't have a lot of kid friends. So how do I tell them this is me as well and not ruin their perceive? How do I say this? Their perception of you. Their perception of me. Well, and I'd like to touch on that because I do think that's a fear that a lot of parents hold is that if they encourage their kids in their brilliance, they're going to ostracize them and create a situation where they can't relate to other kids. And your dad and I face that and, and to a lot of criticism, as you can imagine, because it's, you know, we have like one box really that we put kids in and, yeah. 
And, and and there's a lot of kids that fall outside the bounds of that box. It's just, I think as a society, we're not real comfortable talking about it. So I almost think it's too oversimplified to say, well, I have a lot of adult friends and I don't have a lot of kid friends. I don't think that that's true at all. And I think on a lot of levels, you have a, a misconception that a lot of kids have a lot of really close, intimate, interconnected relationships. And I'm here to tell you, babe, they don't like, but because you've experienced that, because a lot of your adult friends have the ability to meet you in that space and to really connect in a heart space, it's easy to think that that would happen with kids also. Um, But what's cool, I think, is that you're starting to find kids who can meet you in that space. And I think you held a belief for a long time that it's not possible. So I would love for you to flesh that out a little bit because it's, I'm not sure that it's total truth to kind of make that dichotomy of I have adult friends or I have kid friends. So can you, can you try to like speak to that middle place a little bit? Yeah. So I'm very, my higher self um, is very aware of the fact that kids are more than capable of meeting me in that space, who I am. Um, I know my little ego babies are trying to tell me otherwise that only adults can meet me in that space because some people and even a little part of me thinks that adults would be more kind of advanced in those areas. But you've met a lot of adults who can't meet you in that space. (laughs) I have. (laughs) And I've met a lot of kids who can. Right. So I know that's very much not true. Um, I think that when I was speaking, then that's a little bit of my ego. It happens, you know. We all do it, right? Yeah. The and it wasn't meant to like call you out or anything. It's just let's be let's try to be as really like raw and truthful as we can be because, um, you know, you you represent this concept of what's possible in the world, and if we don't really act in integrity with it and and speak truthfully about it, then we run the risk of misrepresenting it, and I think that could be um, that would be a shame, in my opinion. And I I also think it doesn't take into account the idea of you self-selecting in a lot of ways. You have opportunities to, like, I want to make sure I'm not like just that it's not my ego. Like, like as mom going, no, 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 wait, 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 you have, wait, 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 we let you play with kids. Like, wait, wait, wait. Like, so so I'm monitoring that also. But the, um, but I do think there's something to be said that is truthful in the fact that despite the fact that you may have opportunities with certain kids, you actively um, perhaps don't pursue relationships with, with certain kids because it, well, I mean, speak to that. Like, like what's your experience when, when you do have an opportunity to connect with kids, but they're not um, willing to meet you kind of, or able even to meet you in, in this kind of emotional intelligent space. How, how do you make that internal decision? Um, a part of it is very hard for me because, oh, look, there's this new friend that I've made and it's a cool new kid friend who's around my age, you know? And then I realized that, oh, we don't really connect in certain ways that are maybe more Neva than they are not Neva, you know? Um, no, I don't know. So what do you also, mean by that? Like, we'll be connecting and I'll almost almost be like this clear like this clear glass that's separating us and it's like I think I'm actually connecting with them on certain things but then I realize that oh that's not what I talk about a whole lot 
And so I realized, oh, that's not really who Neva is. That's who that person is. Um, and it is hard, like, kind of, quote-unquote, losing a friend. But that friend has obviously um, let me grow. We've grown a little bit. And now it's time to lovingly release them, you know. And they can go out and open, and there's tons of other friends for them and tons of other friends for me. Um, but it is hard because it's like my mind wants to tell me, oh my gosh, it's so sad you're losing a friend. <laughs> but then my higher self says to, to me, like, it would actually be even harder to, if they stayed your friend because mm-hmm. they would be making you something that you are not. That's and tough, baby. That is. That's a, I, I think, I don't know if, that we ever kind of get away from that completely because there's, you know, so many different personality types that we interact with. And, and my and belief so many is people you love yeah. and appreciate and you care for them and they care for you, but then you really see a different side of them. And that is one of the hardest things I have to do, not have to, I get to do because it is tough knowing like I really connect and connect, did with this being in the spirit of light and God's child, but then I realized that, oh, maybe they're not as connected to me as I thought they were. Hmm. And then Which typically means they're not as connected to themselves or to the exactly. divine or, or their own soul, right? And it's almost like that clear glass mm-hmm. breaks. And I really get to see who they actually are. Mm-hmm. And I get to realize, oh, that's not really the person I was connecting with the entire time. Yeah, I understand completely. Um, I want to take a quick break here. You can find more about Neva at nevaleerecla.com, N-E-V-A-L-E-E-R-E-C-L-A, or go to her show page, superpowerkids.com. Stay with us because when we come back, I want to dive into like what it's like to be in conscious awareness as the concept of fame and notoriety starts to unfold before your eyes and what that experience is like. So stick with us. We're talking with Neva Lee Rackla today about Resist the Pedestal. We'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Okay, everyone, we're back. You're listening to the Superpower Up podcast. This is the Disrupt Reality series. And today we're talking with Neva Lee Reckla about Resist the Pedestal. And so before the break, we Really, we're uncovering some, some. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think she's freaking brilliant. And, and just her perceptions of things and how she's able to encapsulate them. Um, and what, what I really want to get into is like the juiciness of this idea of fame and notoriety and influence, right? And so, so you're starting to attract some attention, correct? Correct. Um, and it is really interesting because sometimes I realize that that attention I'm getting isn't because I'm Neva, it's because 
this person perceives of me as something that may be inside of me, but it's not the entire Neva. And Neva is like a puzzle. I'm made of a million different things. And so some people will take out a little bit of that puzzle and will be like, this is Neva. This is who Neva is. And then I'm like thinking to myself, that's not who the entire Neva is. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that happens? Um, I guess it's because like maybe they want to think that they met this I'm going to use the business person again. This really professional business person who, sure, that is a part of me, but that's not who I actually am, you know? And so they want to assume, I met this really famous professional businesswoman. I hate to break it to you, but that's not who I actually am. <laughs> yeah, well, and on some level, I think we can take responsibility for the fact that intentionally we've positioned you in that way. Yeah. Right. And so how, why, like it, it feels like that, it, that that's come about because it's kind of a tool for you to utilize. So how do you, how do you maintain balance and using it as a tool so that you can have influence so you can do your big work in the world and, and, and make change and not let it go to your head because you've got these people now coming at you going, Oh my gosh, you're famous and you're this. Like, how how do you balance that? Um, I would say I'm very grateful for that power, being able to see that, um, because I get to realize that person doesn't love me or like me for being Neva. They love me for being a professional businesswoman, you know. And so, but then again, it is tough because you think this person loves you for who you actually are versus then you get to break the glass and you see that, Oh, that person doesn't perceive of me as Neva. They perceive of me as this businesswoman who I'm actually not. Right. But, but again, we have to take some responsibility for the fact that when, when you create kind of a personal brand concept or say, you know, this is what I stand for. You're asking people to see you through that lens. So then to turn around and kind of chastise them for it or think that, or want to stomp your foot and be like, get to know all of me. It's like, well, you don't show all of you. I mean, you do in different aspects, but some of that is like, it can only come out through the natural kind of relationship building, getting to know people process. I would venture to say that most people feel like nobody knows all of who they are. Yeah. You know? And it's the, and it's, I know it's my higher self kind of like, this is the way you connect with this person through being this aspect, not this other aspect, you know? Mm-hmm. Because if I went to them and was like, hi, how are you? And let's say they wanted me to be the professional businesswoman and I was this weirdo kid. <laughs> I am. But and I went up to them as that, they would probably be like, whoa, I don't want to connect with you because you're not the person, you're not the person I connect with most of the time. Right. So do you hold any fear that if they get to know you, that they're not going to like you as much because you're not this perfect um, icon that they're, that they're looking at? Well, I would say yes and no, because what is perfect? <laughs> Nobody is. And I'm very grateful I'm not because then I'd just be some robot you're not a robot 
if I told you, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> oh, um. gosh. <laughs> you can't use our lines against us. <laughs> but I'd be this, like, programmed robot. Yeah. And like, one-dimensional. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be able to live my life. Right. And then there is that side of me is like, yes, because it is kind of scary, quote-unquote scary, knowing that someone would only like you because they see one aspect of you, right. not... So, my... The good friend for me, if you want to be my friend... <laughs> okay, um, take note, everybody. <laughs> She's giving you the secret keys to the kingdom here. You love all of me, not just mm. one part of me, because then I'm not talking to you, worrying about if you... If I show an aspect of me who you haven't seen before, if you're going to, okay, have been judged before, but like if you're going to judge me based on that, and I have been judged based on that, which is even scarier because it has happened and it. And those pieces remember, huh? Yeah, and it freaking sucks. I, it's one of the worst feelings in the Mm -hmm. world. It's like being punched in the gut. It's like, oh, that friend doesn't love me for me and then my ego wants to tell me that I messed up for showing them that part of Mm, me when it really isn't it shows me more about them and tells me more about them than it ever said about well I'm gonna challenge you on that because what do we know to be true If, if somebody's judging you based on a piece of you where's that coming from so for sure they have to own their behavior yes but what's in that for you it's in that for me because then I can I can learn to grow and I know that that part of me, that part of them is probably in me because I'm looking at you. You are just a mere image of some part that I have inside of me. So obviously, so confusing, but obviously I would know that that part of me is judging me as well. Right. And so confusing because it's like, it's on them, they need to own up for judging you, but then that's... I need donut for judging me as well. So it's like, it's a kind of a kick in the pants. Well, it's like, it's like when I wrote my book, you know, it was that one of the hardest things in the world when I had to reconcile, you know, two different rape scenarios. And, and the second time it was like, wait, what am I doing? And, and I, and it dawned on me that, that I was doing that same behavior to myself by not, owning up up and standing up and, and, and speaking when I was called to speak and, and taking responsibility for what I was doing. And I could, in both of those situations, I knew that I had the ability to alter that and I could have avoided it and all these other things, but I, but I allowed it to happen because I trained myself to expect people to treat me a certain way because I was treating myself that way. You know, I mean, that it's a kick in the pants. It's like, this is like the, the height of responsibility and self-dominion, right? And and which explains why a lot of people aren't real interested in the game we play, right? Yeah. I can actually say something, though. Um, there is a difference between, like, standing up and owning that for yourself versus I've done this before. Um, I shared this on Hot Clothes for Kids. We were at this restaurant, and I was playing with this little boy. And for some reason... I thought it was okay to say, you can't hurt me, you can't hurt me. He punched me in the face. (laughs) I love this story. (laughs) But that was me trying to be like, I'm a powerful girl. (laughs) Try me. And he won. Um, (laughs) And he did. (laughs) So if if that little boy is out there and you are listening to this podcast, you win. 
<laughs> because I did not stand up, and I shouldn't have said anything because he wasn't doing doing Whoa. anything to me. <laughs> Technical issue. We're good. She's just beating up the mic. She's getting back. She yeah. she's putting the little boy's face on the mic and <laughs> punching it as she's talking. Um, but if I didn't say anything, good chances we could have gone along and played. But instead, I ran away crying to you. <laughs> so. Well, you know, and, and I'm pretty sure I probably started laughing <laughs> after I knew, you know, you were okay. I well, once fell I in a toy in. box, and she, before helping me, she <laughs> took a photo of me, and I was, I was yelling at her. I was like, "Mom, get me out!" And she took a photo of me. <laughs> you had me. the most horrified look on your face, like <gasps> betrayal. But it was so. Cute, I was at though. my grandma and grandpa's, and they were all cracking up, yeah. and I was here yelling at them. I was like, "Get me out!" And she still has that photo on her phone. Yeah, it was pretty funny, I have to say. Um, so, okay, so this is totally selfish question that I'm about to ask. Um, so, you know, humor me, but the, um, there's so much toxicity in the kid fame space. Like we have so many Mm -hmm. stories of child actors and child prodigies and stuff like really like rising very, very, very fast to fame and, and crashing and burning, um, because they, they don't know, they don't have the internal mechanisms to manage it. They, they don't necessarily have the support systems. I don't know. I, I haven't been involved with them personally. I can just watch from afar, um, but that it's been a constant conversation between your dad and I, and really anybody who will listen about, you know, how, how do you allow children to be fully who they are and their brilliance in the world and, and really shine in a way that is whole and, and good and founded in something that, um, gives them the support that they need to, to withstand it and to sustain it. And, I, I would love to know what your plan is to avoid that sort of toxicity. Cause I, I think it comes on very fast and furiously and I don't know how you equip yourself to, to navigate it. And I can say most of the time those kids rise up too fast. And so they don't know what to do with themselves. And so sometimes this is just me watching from afar. They take it out on other people. Um, it is a very challenging, quote unquote, job. I'm never gonna have a job. Um, it <laughs> Maybe is, you never know. It is very challenging though because it's like, again, I'm kind of on that pedestal for those kids. Like I have to show up for them in a certain way to show them this is a possibility. Business is a possibility, and we can change the world. It is probably one of the most challenging. I said this earlier. One of the other most challenging things I've done because I don't want to be on the pedestal because I'm trying to resist it. Like, no, that's not who I am. But then I kind of need to be on that pedestal to show them that this is a possibility and and kind of like show up in one certain way. So the business woman who's changing the world one person at a time could be a movie. Um, I have to show up like that. Oh my gosh. Leave it to me. Like, like brand, branding is, is a sickness. Uh, yeah. Um, I have to show up like that to show them you can be the same. But then as soon as I can, I step off and I go, okay, now let's, ev- 
let everyone be themselves and change the world. Yeah. I mean, I I think at the very least, it feels like, you know, the saying is you've got your head on straight, but, but I don't, I don't think I do. No, well, (laughs) for sure. Uh, But it's, but at least you, you can, you can give voice to it in a logical fashion and and it feels founded in you. I still suspect that there are going to be hiccups and, and obstacles because I just don't know that anybody can prepare themselves fully for um, the level of influence that it appears that you require in order to do your work, right? And, and so maybe that's the difference. Is um, well, I want, I want to speak to that. Like, what what's your relationship with knowing what your work is and, and, and having the conviction to do it? Um, what is conviction? Like you're you're convinced of it, like you're committed to it. Well, for me, I know it's always going to change because as I get older, my mindset will change, and my perception of the world will change, and my perception of business will change, even my perception of me will change, and so it's like I don't keep it in one area. I kind of like it's how I imagine it is like this bouncy ball and throwing it in a room full of walls there's like no doors or anything and you're just throwing it and it's constantly bouncing that's kind of my business I guess and it's it's all over the place but in a good way it's almost like it's all over the place but there is a little bit of a limitation for it so it's not insane like immediately failing but it's like I can try new things and find one thing that works and know this will change over time. Well, I think what you're speaking to, and, and you can tell me if this resonates with you or not, is kind of this this kind of internal compass of, okay, well, I know where, where I'm at. I know, like, the highest aspect of who I am. And so it serves as this, um, almost this axis upon which you're able to turn or this this foundation. So you do have the ability to go here and go here and try this and try this because this piece, this internal piece is solid. Does yeah. that resonate? Yeah, it does. Um, Do you want to speak more to that? So the hit I got to share this. Um, we've been talking about my schooling a lot, as you all know, I'm, or um, I am homeschooled, and so we've been talking about that. And mom said something, and she said that a lot of people may assume that if kids don't go to school, they're gonna be kind of like all over the place, and they're not gonna have a system and a strategy and be organized and I said I'm one of the most organized kids I know Mm, and yeah that was it was really interesting to see that keep going and it's one of the best things I use in business and in life in general if they tell me to go clean my room I'll say no go organize my room um because it's just how I do things I'm very organized I have systems and it's kind of free-flowing so I'm flexible with it and I'm very organized, so it's like yeah. I'm flexible. Like it's kind of like this stretchy box I have. It's a very stretchy box, but then it goes on a shelf and it stretches around the shelf from time to time. Yeah, that that, that was a really interesting realization. That it, it was a the concept of what happens with children if instead of having constructs and structure put upon them. They're taught how to create it internally for themselves. And, um, and of course, there's modeling, and there's, there's a kind of an ebb and flow of that initially because they're not 
the framework, it just isn't present initially. But, um, but yeah, that was, it, 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 it feels to me like you're developing the ability to create organization, construct, structure, systems and stuff internally, which will then inform how you engage with the world externally versus what I think maybe the typical kid journey is, is where those constructs and, and forms are, are, um, are kind of input from, from an external environment. And then at the point in time when the child enters into a space, usually adulthood, where those constructs aren't present because now you have to figure it out and you have to get a job or you have to go to school or whatever it is you're going to do. And they start to develop that internal process then. And that, that can be really unnerving because now you've got survival issues. Like how are you going to make it in the world? Or, you know, perhaps we've stumbled upon kind of one of the components of why, you know, kids stay at home longer. They, or they come back and live at home and not that that's an issue at all, but, but I wonder what happens if we do like this little experiment where kids have the ability to develop that internal structure early on. And it's not even the structure that's important. It's the knowing that you have the ability to craft it, which means you can change it. Right. I think that's the fluidity you're speaking to. And to me, it's almost like when kids are in school, because I have gone to school. um, It's almost like they're doing it for you versus showing you like they're right beside you. And like if you need help, they will help you. But with school, it's like they're lifting you up versus let you climb yourself, you know? That's a great way to look at it. Yeah, thank you. And so it's like when kids are adults, they're discovering it on themselves versus like if schools were different, I want to create a school that's just like being homeschooled where it's going and climbing next to the child, not pushing them up, especially because if you push someone up, you never know if they need to slow down or you can't, because most of the time in schools, they don't let the kid go, you're bringing me up too fast. I need to learn slower. Most of the times a kid wouldn't want to say that because school wasn't that fun. (laughs) So... But I want to create a school where it's like we're climbing next to the kid and they can tell us if they need to slow down. Mm, That's beautiful. Well, very cool. You've got lots of great ideas, my love. Um, Do you want to leave us with some parting message about this concept of resist the pedestal and and some insights for people who are watching their also amazing children or even their amazing selves? and, And it's hard to not want to bask in the glow of that sort of sort of notoriety, but rather keep it in service to, you know, their, their work in the world. Um, I have a million things to say about that, but <laughs> the one thing I would say is make your own pedestal, um, not for someone else, but for yourself. Um, but make it a short pedestal. <laughs> um, that way, um, like, it can change. And, um, again, know that if you're going to be my friend, love me for all of me. And know that I'm not just a serious businesswoman. So. Beautiful. Well, I appreciate that, my dear. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you, as you know, you can find out more about Neva at com, or you can go to her show page, Superpower Kids. 
um, or pretty much all over social media because, you know, she's this famous, important <laughs> businesswoman or whatever you keep saying. Uh, <laughs> all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. As always, we appreciate your loyalty. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and we can change, change the, the world. world. Beautiful. All right. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.